And welcome to the very first Big W podcast for the 2024 season, which gets underway, of course, on Saturday, March 23, when we will play Geelong down at uh, GMHBA Stadium at Geelong to kick off the season. Our first home game, Saturday 13th of April against Richmond at Avalon Airport Oval. Then you know we're cracking. And we are cracking the whip on a a very big season, uh, obviously following on from uh, last year's success, getting to the grand final, ultimately missing out, of course, but uh, what an experience that was for everybody concerned at the club and uh, obviously all hoping to go one better in 2024. Mark Penaluna, our CEO, will join me shortly to talk about uh, the AGM, which happened a week ago, and uh, what's coming up for the club, and a look back on uh, on the 2023 season, putting a line in the sand in that, and looking forward to 2024. And then we'll uh, reintroduce a man who's very well known around the club in his playing days. We watched uh, with great interest his AFL career pan out over a number of years, and now he's back at the club in the coaching uh, role, uh, in one of the coaching roles, Kyle Hardigan, will join me a little later on to have a chat. Uh, my thanks to our podcast partners, and they, of course, include our major sponsor, uh, the CB Motor Group, of course, uh, the Willand family. Uh, it is uh, the motor place, the caravan place, and the boating place these days, and it's the place to go and talk about the Werribee Football Club and do some great deals on any of those uh, particular uh, brands of uh, vehicle that you want, whether it's, a, whether it's a car, whether it's servicing, whether it's a caravan, or whether it's a boat. Uh, certainly uh, Tino and the family can help you out. We thank them for their support, their 25th year as our major sponsor. Also, thanks to uh, the council uh, through visitwerribee.com. You can find out uh, everything that's going on around the city of uh, Wyndham. Uh, And there's so much to do you're probably not even aware of. So jump on that website and have a look. Avalon Airport, of course, make flying easy. They also make car parking easy. Access to getting in and out of the uh, the airport, very easy too, and have some terrific destinations for you. So they're back on board again uh, for 2024 and, of course, enjoying Avalon Airport Oval and Harpley, where you can enjoy lakeside living uh, just three kilometres from the CBD, a beautiful place, beautiful part of uh, the city of Wyndham. So we thank uh, our sub- sponsors and supporters for their great, uh, once again, getting behind us in in. 2024. Now let's get down to what's going uh, on and off the field. Kyle Hardigan to join me shortly, but first up, let's get to the CEO of the Werribee Football Club. Mark Penaluna, CEO of the Werribee Football Club, welcome to the Big W Podcast. Good morning, Kevin. Good afternoon, whatever it might be. Uh, season 2024 has rolled around pretty quick, Mark. It certainly has, Kev. Um, it's one of the uh, small disadvantages having to... Uh, to go deep into finals and obviously a grand final for us that uh, having to turn around time for um, staff, players, coaches, you name it. But it's a positive, as I said, to the staff uh, in grand final week, where else would you want to be? And we'd do it all over again, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Now, the AGM, of course, uh, happened last week. It's a chance to put a line in the sand and and reflect back on uh, on the 2023 season, as you mentioned, a, a grand final was uh, was the icing on the cake. Almost, uh, we didn't quite get there. But uh, uh, overview of uh, of your thoughts uh, as as you presented them in the AGM report and at the AGM on on season 2023. Before we move on to 2024, yeah, I think you know it's pretty hard to uh, to beat something like that when you you know ultimately it would have been nice, obviously, to uh, to win the grand final, but. We set a club record for most successive wins in a row. Um, you know, we had outstanding individual achievements. You know, 
with the uh, the players picked into the VFL uh, team of the year. Um, then we're having obviously Sam Clohessy and Sean drafted. All those sorts of things um, result in a fantastic year. And then obviously at the end of the, the season itself, the positive for the club, we continue to develop people where Mark McCullough moved on to be um, director of sport at a private school and also Mick Barlow obviously now becoming head of development at North Island Football Club. So he, he joins uh, Choco Williams that uh, left us at the end of 2020 to obviously join the Melbourne Footy Club. Clearly, we uh, we do well in developing people um, both on and off the field. Yep. It is a testament to the program that uh, that's run at the Footy Club. The uh, financial league club in a good spot at the moment. Yeah, Kev. It's, um, look, we announced uh, another healthy profit. We have divested our our income and into new facilities uh, at the Tigers Clubhouse. We'll continue to look at what we can do here at Avalon Airport Oval and, and work with council and others in what we can establish here into further infrastructure. But we're also invested into our, our new entertainment centre in uh, in Club Carnate. It'll open likely late April, early May. So it's a very busy time at the club working on that, um, looking to employ several full-time staff as well as uh, 45, 50 casual staff as well. So busy time balancing all those things, but we're looking at the here and now. We want to be able to compete with the sides as best we can on the field. We're also looking to the future, what we have for, a, for an income base. And also, obviously, we're clearly the the leader within the VFL, what we deliver in the community space. We're you know, putting just over $250,000 both in kind and cash towards local clubs this year and you know, schools and all these sorts of things. We're the only club in Victoria outside of the AFL club that um, manages an NGA system in the city of Wyndham. So... Overall, we think we're getting the balance right. Um, we'll continue to invest in, in the areas we need we need to, but uh, always having an eye to make sure we're fiscally managed properly. Stripes is uh, at the Tigers Clubhouse. That is now open, so you can go and check that out. And uh, we'll talk more about Club Tarnit in a, in a podcast in the future when it opens, uh, late uh, April, early May. On the football side, you mentioned already, you mentioned that Mickey Barlow's moved on uh, to, to North Melbourne and Mark McAuliffe has taken up a, a position in the uh, in the uh, private school world. New faces around the club, Ash Collins and, uh, and Jimmy Allen? Uh, they've, uh, they've certainly hit the ground running. Yep. It, they work very, very well together, both similarly-minded but at the same time challenge each other at the right times as well. So no doubt they're going to be terrific people to have around the club. Obviously, Jimmy's been here uh, back in 2005, six and returns. Ash is a local Western Suburbs boy that's been with um, three AFL clubs, including Collingwood for 10 years and more recently the Sydney Swans. So they've made some wonderful um, impressions at all levels of the club from the board down. So they'll, um, they'll make wonderful acquisitions to the club. Uh, the fixtures out, first home game. We've got to wait a couple of weeks to get to our first home game. But uh, as always, uh, everyone's happy with the fixture. We'll see how it pans out. That's that's just the nature of footy. But uh, happy with the amount of games we've got at uh, Avalon Airport Oval and uh, who we play and all those sorts of things. Yeah, I am, Kev. I'm I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that the, the model that we're in, the competition is introduced this year with the separation of the some standalone clubs uh, in that we play Williamstown and Southport twice, and and I was um, the the Bull Ants, Coburg, Port, and Frankston play each other twice. I'd rather that we each play each other once during the season. Yeah. Um, 
But um, anyway, hopefully this is a trial and it's not locked into the future. And I'm happy to trial things, but yeah, I'm not convinced this is the way to go. But we uh, yeah, will play Geelong on the 23rd of March is our first game. Then we play Southport up in the Gold Coast. The state game will be the first week of April. We've um, nominated our players that we think should be considered for that, which is uh, quite a few. I'll be surprised that a large chunk of those aren't within the uh, in the VFL team. And then, as you say, the first of, first home game will be on the 13th of April versus Richmond, and we'll play GWS the week after. So we'll start up in three weeks' time. So she's... <laughs> As you started with Kev, it does come around very quickly. Yep, uh, and uh, which means that if you haven't got your, your membership and you've gone, oh, geez, it's, it's, it's come, it has come on quick, get your membership now. You can jump on the website and uh, all the different packages are available there, but uh, looking forward to having uh, all those people who jumped on board uh, for the final series uh, jumping on board as, as fully paid-up members in uh, in 2024. Yeah, absolutely right, Kev. And uh, to, the, to the competition's credit, on the, on the positive side, uh, the Stand Island Clubs do get additional home game this year. So there's 10 home games, uh, there's three interstate, and there's five in Melbourne. And uh, so anyone wants to become a member getting that extra 10% bonus by having an extra home game they can come along to. And just also, Kev, I just want to thank um, our key sponsors who jumped back on board, yep. Tino, Belan, Simone, Paul, Mark, the whole crew of the Belan family. Um, 25 years this year for um, CB Motor Group slash Bland Holden being major sponsor of, of the Werribee Footy Club, which is a, an amazing effort. We've obviously got uh, Wyndham City Council, also a key partner of ours, Harpley, and of course, Name Your Right sponsor, Avalon Airport Oval, mate. Yeah, it's fantastic to have the uh, the support of, of of those those key people, and of course all the sponsors that get on board and player sponsors uh, and the like. Uh, welcome on board at any time for the twenty twenty four season. Mark, thanks for your time. Good luck. Keep your head down, your bum up, as I know you always do. And we'll we'll uh, we'll see you at Avalon Airport Oval during the season. Look forward to it, Kev. Thank you, Kyle Hardigan. Welcome back to the Werribee Football Club. How's it feel? It feels really good. It's good to be back a part of a club that. Uh, given me so much over my journey and helped me um, turn into the player and the person that I was. So um, hopefully I can give a little bit back to, to the place yeah, going forward. So yeah, it feels really good to be back and, and really good to be back part of the, such a great club. Let's jump in the time machine and go back to 2009, Kyle. We're probably all expecting you to be drafted, but it didn't happen. And you finished up at the Werribee Football Club and probably finished up there for longer than you thought you'd be there. Yeah, well, I guess you, um, I was disappointed not to be drafted, but yeah, I, I learned a lot of lessons from not being um, drafted and, and had to go get a job and, and then come to come to Werribee, which was a, a challenge getting um, clearance there in the first place. But um, once it all got done and made it down there, that yeah, I felt really at home and um, yeah, just let let myself was able to develop over a number of years and. And lucky enough that I did end up getting picked up um, to Adelaide. But, yeah, I guess you just never know after being overlooked in a certain amount of drafts, you know, two or three. You know, you sort of lose a little bit of hope at times and and is this going to happen? So, yeah, lucky enough that it all worked out in the end, but super thankful for the opportunity that Werribee gave me and helped me develop. The thing that a lot of us were really impressed with at the time was your resilience and your your, your hard-nosed attitude about keeping your head down and your bum up and, and continuing to, to chase that dream. You never you never let up on it, at least outwardly from what we could see. Were there moments uh, that you had yourself where you went, oh, maybe maybe this isn't going to happen? 
oh, plenty of moments. Like, obviously, I was touted as a pretty talented, like, under 18s player and um, was in the AOS Academy and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, you probably think far out on every chance to get drafted. And then when that doesn't happen, it's a bit of a kick in the guts. And, you know, I remember I tried out at Essendon and trained with North Melbourne in a over a couple of years. And, and then, yeah, obviously didn't um, get picked up uh, those times. So you start to think, well, is this actually going to happen? But uh, in the end, my, my sort of thing that I wanted to do was play at the highest level I could, get the best out of myself. And then in 10 years' time, if I didn't get drafted, that, you know, I could really be happy and content with myself that I just wasn't good enough. But I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to, to succeed. And, um, and Werribee was a massive part of that. They provided great opportunities to train with North Melbourne in the pre-season, play in some of their internal games uh, and that sort of thing. So that was that was massive for me to get a little taste and to keep holding on to that dream that, you know, it's not too far away if I, I do a couple of different things and, and I just keep putting performances and, and then um, a little bit of luck ended up coming into it with Adelaide losing their draft picks and, and, and going down the mature age route. So, you know, in the end, there was a little bit of luck involved with that, but uh, I had to have been putting in the performances and they said to me when I got picked up, we've been watching you for a long time and it was that consistency of performance over two or three years and, and developing that in the end, like, yeah, just they, they couldn't say no. Yeah, there was definitely times where you lose hope, but that looking back was just trying to get the best out of myself over out of that career, whether that was AFL, BFL, um, and playing that high, highest standard that I could for as long as I could. Is, is that uh, the message that you have in your head uh, now as a coach at the, at the Werribee Footy Club? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's been a number of drafted and, and mature age guys over the last few years. You've seen Sam and Sean last year, but even before that. So that's just the message I have. Like, Obviously, there's a big pull to go back to local level. Like Players have good alignments to their, their um, junior clubs and that sort of thing, but you know, there is that hope and it shows with 20 guys getting drafted out of the BFL last year that there's plenty of opportunities and more opportunities are starting to happen with these mature age guys. So definitely, like I just say, just try and get the best out of yourselves for as long as you can and then um, you can be content walking away from if it's BFL footy that, you know, you gave it your best shot and you just weren't good enough. But So that's, yeah, some of the messages I'm trying to instill because there's a number of guys at Werribee that, yeah, have have the potential to play AFL at the highest level and I think anyway and and uh, if they yeah stick at it then yeah you never know what can happen you know you've got your mid-season drafts and stuff like that these days so clubs are looking for they they might have a, a ruckman or a wingman or a, a key back or something go down in the first half of the year so they, they look for a remade replacement so there's, there's plenty of that opportunity and you just have to be putting those performances in early on the season and you never know what can happen was coaching always something that you thought you'd, you'd finish up doing a bit of? Um, oh, it sort of came later in my career. Um, I sort of found myself out of the team once and I was like, oh, how, how can I get back in the team? How can I be better, a better footballer? And uh, as, as a key back, I sort of, you know, you see the game unfolding in front of you. So it's really important to understand and know the game the game plan so that you can um, you're aware of instructing guys up in front of you so when I was sitting out and through injury and form that I really nailed that nailed down on that and 
you know, asked to do some coaching on, on game day and a training and that sort of thing. And you look at like the Geelong model over their successful periods and I've heard that they have a lot of players that drove the, the training and that's what we tried to do at Adelaide. Uh, we tried to drive the, the standard sort of run drills because the coaches aren't out there on game day. So sort of try and turn into a bit of a, a mini coach out there. Uh, and I think that helped me later on in my career. The more mature I got, the more comfortable I felt in the team and the more comfortable I, I did at understanding the game plan. That sort of helped me and that sort of, yeah, sort of ignited my passion for coaching and hopefully I can carry that on to now being off-field coach and just, yeah, giving that to, to the players and giving them as much information so that on game day they're able to coach themselves. Tell us about your role at the Werribee Football Club this year, Kyle. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm lucky enough to have the back line. So, yeah, working with some really good players down there and, yeah, a really strong back line last year. So I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause, you know, they were sort of rated in the top couple of defences in the league. So, But, no, it's a privilege to come in. They, they all know their roles and responsibilities really clearly. So just a little bit of tweak here and there to, to what I thought of what my values as a coach and, and how Jimmy uh, wants to play the game compared to what Mick was. Uh, a lot of it will stay the same because, you know, they, they perform really well at that, but you've got to keep evolving as, as a group and um, get better because the competition always gets better and always changes and new things coming in. So how we can adapt and best counteract those in the defence will be, yeah, the things I'll be working on with, with our group. We've got a few mature heads there. Cogs and Coops and, and Clarky, uh, Jesse Clark. So, yeah, and then we've got some really exciting halfbackers like Bior and Riley Bice coming in and, and showing a fair bit as well. So, we've got some really good, really good blokes down there to, to carry on. You know, Louis Pinnick, who's a really good intercept marker and um, kicked the footy beautifully. So, pretty strong, mature group that have been around a little bit. So, they understand what it takes to play at the level. And so, yeah, I, I sort of, I'm not sure how much I'll end up. Uh, having an influence on them, but if I can get them to develop a little bit more and, and um, run things themselves out there, then that, that'll be that'll be my job if they can get to that stage. Anything about uh, the club uh, since your return that surprised you about the the place? Oh, the facilities have changed a fair bit since I was there. Since, um, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're first class. So you know that they got everything you need: the, the, the ground, the surface, the facilities, the recovery, the gym, all that sort of stuff is, is yeah, top-notch. So for a, for a VFL club, I'm sure it's probably the best, if not um, one of the best um, facilities going around in the VFL competition. So that's that's the one thing that sort of stands out. But, um, yeah, obviously semi-professional comp, but it, it's so, it is so professional and you have to, you know, we're competing with AFL guys week in, week out and fully aligned clubs and so, yeah, we have to put in the work. So, yeah, just the time and effort the guys have to put in is, is yeah, so it's even stepped up another level, level from when I was when I was doing it. So that's sort of, yeah, the main, the main things and a lot of people involved. they got, you know, dietitians, lots of strength and conditioning staff and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's completely evolved since I was around the place, but, but it's great that it's, um, there's every resource for players to, to get the best out of themselves. Kyle, it's great to have you back at the club, mate. Uh, we hope a, a successful and uh, and uh, fruitful year for uh, for both you and the Werribee Football Club. Thanks for spending some time with us on the uh, Big W Podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me, Kev. 
My thanks to Kyle Hardigan and to Mark Penaluna. Uh, I want to remind you about that first game. Love you to be at Geelong to watch us take on the Cats uh, on uh, in, in round one. Then we take on Southport away in Southport. And then uh, we'll be home round three, Saturday the 13th, uh, up against Richmond at Avalon Airport Oval. Please uh, support us. Uh, jump on the website now and buy your membership ticket for 2024, as Mark mentioned, uh, now we've got uh, 10 home games this year, so uh, a 10% bonus there, and no extra cost to you to be able to be a member, so jump on board, plenty of packages available, and we'd love to see you at Avalon Airport Oval on Saturday the 13th when we take on the Tigers, but make sure you get behind uh, the Werribee Tigers uh, and uh, give us uh, your support for 2024. Till the next podcast, get behind the Big W, get behind the Tigers, and we'll see you at Avalon Airport Oval on the 13th of April. With the Tigers